Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. <laughs> Welcome to Ambridge on the Couch, an in-depth look at the archers with me, Harriet Carmichael, Lucy V. Freeman, Jeff Thomas and Matt Rodriguez-Payne. How in-depth are we going this week, Lucy? Not that in-depth. Also, this week also may feature my friend Anne, who is staying for the weekend. So she oh, may gosh. wander through making a cup of tea or whatever. She's currently Don't installed in, in bed, but she may yes, pop up. Clattering a teaspoon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. On, a t- on a cup. Good. I look forward to that. Now, before we make a start on your emails, let's have a recap on what happened this week in Ambridge. We began the week at the Bull. There was a desperate attempt to bring an element of excitement in most in the most boring competition in the world, but it wasn't enough. Pickled eggs and lever arch files still won't save it, people. We still don't care. The trouble is, trying to get the idea across of something being spectacularly boring is actually quite boring to listen to. Despite this tedium, Chelsea and Brad appear to be appear to have been slightly over-invested in this longest drinker thing, and Chelsea cut half of Neville Booth's hair in a strange attempt to get his date of birth. Kenton hauled his megaphone out of retirement, and even that didn't make it any more exciting. This is one of those storylines that surely we all just want to go, OK, it's enough, it's not working, just stop it, move on. We won't say anything if you don't. Next. <laughs> An exhausted Clary and Susan were in the dairy worrying about Ed and his texels. Adam didn't have time to stop and help because it was the anniversary of his mother's death and he needed to have a massive argument with everyone as a tribute. Sadly, the <laughs> argument never really got off the ground. Alice's cake clearly should have won in their bake-off as it sounded delicious and I wouldn't trust anything Brian had made as I don't believe he washes his hands. <laughs> Helen wanted to cheer Clary up so thought she'd be thrilled to hear she was going to Paris and having a well-deserved break leaving Clary and Susan struggling on making cheese eggs which sound utterly (laughs) revolting like something from the 70s that would have gone in a picnic lunch and sweated away in Tupperware someone posted a picture of them on Twitter and they look as horrid as they sound particularly the blue cheese ones that look like veiny oval testicles in gold paper Ed and Eddie were touchingly under the impression that the residents of Ambridge were not going to notice a hundred sheep suddenly appearing on the outfield and moving them went as well as could be expected with Brad screaming in fear every time one went near him. The sheep were having a whale of a time. They hadn't had a day out for ages so there was no way they were just going to troop obediently to the cricket pitch. They decided to pay their respects to whoever was being buried in St Stephen's. Then they wanted a souvenir pencil sharpener from Lower Loxley and some crisps from the shop. But Ed kidnapped their children so they were obliged to go straight to the pitch without passing go. Ed pronounced that he really felt his luck was about to change, to which every listener responded with, oh, your God, yes, it's going to get much, much worse. <laughs> um, at Terror Hawk, Rebecca was back. Rebecca, presumably having taken Valium and several deep breaths before coming in. Natasha was on fine form, over-enunciating wildly and asking whether <laughs> Rebecca had a sweet tith and would she like some cake. 
<laughs> Helen said she felt liberated, which Pat won't like at all. She much prefers button-down emotional imprisonment and she'll be out with her rook gun accidentally winging Helen as she skips round the yard. The piece in the Echo came out. Susan thought she looked great. Clary thought she looked haggard. Everybody thought Adam looked annoying while he stood and stared at them as they staggered round the dairy under a hundredweight of yoghurt. Alice popped in to see her father who was in his gym jams and breathing heavily which should have been a sign that she should leave immediately as he was clearly in the middle of something but instead decided to take his pulse she told him he, she was unable to listen to the news at the moment yes I'm not sure Real Housewives of Beverly Hills ever have a news break does it Alice but apart from that she was very much enjoying spending time with Harry and that doom laden bell clanged again Harry the Hip and Alice were rolling around in the mud in one of the most cringe-making sexy scenes since the infamous Sid and Jolene shower. It was like 70s porn on the radio. <laughs> oh, I have fallen. Oh, you have fallen on top of me. We had better get some of that mud off. If we weren't all feeling queasy enough, we then accompanied Harry the Hip to the GP where Dr. Azra went on and on about his blood test to the extent that I was waiting for her to tell him he was pregnant. <laughs> Brian suddenly started to be ill as well. Now there's a GP in the village. God knows what ailments the entire village have all been nurturing carefully for years. Poor Dr. Azro is going to feel that she's wandered into a plague spot. It turned out that Brian was allergic to Hilda, so he attempted to foist her off on Tony. Tony seemed to regard Hilda as a physical embodiment of his mother spitting in a box. By the end of next week, he'll be sitting in the corner of the sitting room rocking while answering Hilda when he hears her tell him, he's not good enough, dear. You forgot the dream is, in Peggy's voice. And finally, in one of the most desperate attempts to create a cliffhanger, out of nothing, the end of the longest drinker storyline ended in a power cut. That was it. All the lights went out. Dum -da -dum -da -dum -da -dum. A week oh of God. nothing. Ended in nothing. I am well, never getting those six days back, guys. Is there someone I can claim from? The end. You don't know that there hasn't been a murder. A murder? Do you think? I, I took the power cut to be, you know, like in one of those Poirots where yes. all the like, you know, well, they're obviously, they're always yes. at a house party playing a yes. murder game, aren't they? And yes. then the lights go out and then there is a murder. Yes. So I think Neville has murdered Bert or Bert's murdered Neville. Okay. And that was the cliffhanger. Well, as they're both silent, like, It couldn't who possibly cares? be nothing, Lucy, after a, after a story of nothing. After an action-packed week like that, how could they possibly <laughs> end it like that when nothing happens? Oh, my God. I, I know what you mean. It was a bit like one of those when you're just... When, you, when you're doing a play or something with your friends and you know it's just... Just there's it's just getting no traction at all. So you yeah. just go, okay, like, guys, this isn't working. Let's leave this. Yeah. Because I think by about Wednesday, I was more confused than I had been two weeks ago about this competition, and I just couldn't really understand why when Brad it, was so um, yeah. upset about it all. You need, you, I think, with a storyline like that, you, 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 I mean, which should never, it, it should just never have been allowed in the first place. But it, assuming we're going with it, assuming they're going with it, you need to at least hear the two protagonists discussing it to find out why it is so emotionally loaded for them. Yes. The fact that the two people the most heavily involved are both silent characters. What is point? Honestly. I think that might, you've put your finger on the nail of it, Lucy. It's, it seems very discombobulated because we can't, because... We don't know the main... Yes, no. we don't know who it's about. No, no. 
It's it's absolutely and it's fine. absurd. I don't mind it. I mean, going it's like having the background. S- you know, Sabrina Thwaite going on Britain's Got Talent. Who cares? Oh, that would be good. You know, we no, I would. I'd be massively invested in that. Yes, please. That's <laughs> such a good storyline. That's such a good storyline. Write it immediately. Somebody, <laughs> Kerry, Nala, somebody. <laughs> I, um, but I don't mind. I'm happy for, I love, you know, that's the point of the arches, isn't it? You have those little storylines bumbling along in the background, but it just took up so much time this mm. week. But And it's mostly because I, 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 I didn't really, I couldn't really remember what the uh, point of it, where it started. No, I, mean, I couldn't either. Did it start either. on New Year's Eve? Can, I can't remember Something why like that. they it was, decided it was, to do it. It was uh, Lillian's idea. Lillian, when Lillian was grumpy and separated from Justin, she came up with the idea. As, along with the fashion show. Yes, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Basically, the why. they were they were having been... one of their meet periodical meetings where they all decide that they that they need to get more people in the bull because otherwise they'll go bankrupt, which they've been steadily saying that for the last sort <laughs> of incredible five years. Going. I know. Yeah. I know. So the person who's been drinking longest at yeah. the bull yeah. gets um, a free pint for the rest of his life. Yeah, every day. Yeah, every day. Yeah, I would just make sure that pint is rapidly watered down. Yeah, wouldn't you? Yeah, uh, possibly just, with rat poison. Th- oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it could be another murder. Or, or, or I thought that when Kenton was like, "I've got a brilliant idea," I thought he was going to go, "Well, you're both the winners, but you only get half a point. You only get half a pint." Yes, I was thinking that too. But Not I still didn't the, care. I mean, I'll you know, just put the, light, the few the, the few synapses that were still firing by that time kind of thought, yeah, it could be that. Anyway, look, never mind. Anyway, look, we've 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 already <laughs> wasted more time on it than it thoroughly deserves. <laughs> I was a bit cross with Brad though because don't prioritize that. Prioritize your schoolwork, Brad. Yes, exactly. Um. Anyway, but so that happened. But I loved the sheep. I thought the sheep was a charming episode. It was very ye olde archers, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. I think it's funny to that they had to... It was a bit like a sort of Sean the Sheep or an Aardman um, yeah. movie, wasn't it? Where they had to yeah. s- hide the sheep, sheep in plain sight. But I don't understand. I mean, lots of villages do let people graze sheep in the graveyard. Also, I because it keeps Because those... you have to pay to have the graveyard mowed, so just have the sheep instead. Oh, Oh, okay. Yeah, but there's quite a lot of the sheep, isn't there? Yeah, but when, what harm would they do? Hundred? None. They just poo just a bit, poos, but that's fine. Poos. Well, that's recycling. That's sustainability. But, but also, presumably on the cricket pitch, if no one's playing cricket at the moment, there's no. there must be those, I mean, there's those ye olde, um laws, aren't there? Like on Shepherd's Bush. Oh, yeah, uh, you're you allowed know, to where I graze geese or something yeah sheep yeah lucy yeah. it's shepherd's bush yeah so i and i think probably but i mean you're obviously not i, I mean I, well no one's got any sheep here so they're not going to put any on there are there but didn't people people used to come from the country and then put them on shepherd's bush before yeah, they there went are, off to markets yeah there are you can it's common land means that you can graze and there's you the whole argument about how we don't because we don't because there is no common land anymore whereas actually all, all land should be common. There's this that land thing, is isn't there? Our land this land is, is our land, the green fields of the people. But there is such a good argument for that. I listened to like obviously quite a good radio for a documentary about that once. Yeah, and 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 we have there's shocking. There's such a there's no that we have just the tiniest amount of land that belongs to the public. Yeah. in this country. Yeah, it's sort of shocking. Well, it's up when I lived in in Essex. There, um, 
uh, in Epping Forest, they're trying to return it to how it would have been. They call it wood pasture when the people were able to graze animals on it because oh, yeah. things like the brambles go completely mad because there's no uh, goats oh, yes. or... Um, a bit like my garden. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get a couple of goats um, to 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 clear it. Um, so they were trying to return it to what that would have looked like, and they have now started grazing cattle on the forest to try and because obviously the, then the cattle manure goes into the soil and all that stuff. So rather than creating this artificial environment, they've realised that you just need to take it back to how it was originally used, and that worked well before we started meddling with it. So yes, and we're and we're getting bison back in <laughs> yes. in, in genuinely again. I know, yeah, yeah. Another thing I heard on Radio Four, yeah, in Kent or somewhere, yeah. they're putting bison's yes. around. Yes, but I, I love that. Boos. Bi- I don't bis- know what the <laughs> bison- bisonians. <laughs> I'd love to see a bison. Oh, I'd be a bit scared, but mm. I would love to see one. Mm. Um, a nice well, long way away through binoculars. I think. Um, I think basically what's going to happen is someone will obviously notice, yeah, and then they'll go, "Do you know what? Yeah. It's yours. It's yeah. the winter. Yeah, fair play. You I, managed I, to I think Alan them. will say, "Yes, you can use the graveyard. Put them in the church. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that would be really I nice." I quite like the it? idea of the of the of the poor little um, cheap heading into the funeral service that would try to get her I, out I, of the porch. I know, I know, like, but I really... want to go in there. Well, you can't. Come along. <laughs> it was really funny, all that, wasn't it? It's a shame that no one came out of the church. Yes, and and then the U had to quickly. They wrapped the U in a black shroud <laughs> and put their arm round it, and then washed it away. Oh, she's very gate. upset. Yeah. <laughs> Come along, Mum. Let's get you back in the car. Yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, that would be so funny. Like in Shaun the Sheep, the movie. It's like one of the funniest films you'll ever see. Um, <coughs> good. What else happened? Oh, Nothing. I liked Brian. No, no, Lucy. Not true. Brian's tightening chest. Oh yes. That was excellent. Yes. I thought. Yes. Very good. Because I was like, oh no, please, please don't be ill. I like Brian and said, Uncle Tony will give yeah, you. <laughs> yeah. I thought Uncle Tony was vile, considering it's yeah. his own mother. Yeah. Why, why should but that's Brian why, have the... That's why he's so vile, because he's got such a such a conflicted Issues. relationship with his mother. Anything to do with her makes him kind of twitchy and nervous and he doesn't want anything to do with it. And, you know, he's just every interaction he has with her usually ends badly. So he's, you know. But if I was Brian, I I would have said, I, I mean, I, you know, I, I I liked the woman, but I'm not yeah. related to her, and Jenny's not around anymore. So there why is, the hell have yeah. I got this fucking yes. cat? Why yes. did he be the default yeah. owner? Yeah, yeah. I, I think I would have probably just returned her to the home, and 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 let whoever's yes, there that's deal true. with it. Yes, yeah. She, she's she's not nice. She's no. not nice. No. But that was a good, yeah. But no, that's quite. I liked that little that little saga. Uh, that's not me farting, by the way. That's some building work. Okay, you can hear that. Okay. Sorry about that. It was totally you farting. Um, um what, uh, so what do we think is the issue with Harry? Yeah, that was interesting, actually, wasn't it? Because oh, I, I mean, but <laughs> I had, I did have to listen back to. Because I thought, oh, did I miss? Because that happened on about Tuesday. And then we never the found doctors. out. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually did listen back because I was like, I must have missed an episode. because. No. Cause... Okay. So, well, I don't know. What do you think? I thought it can't be cancer because we've just had Rob. Well, a million people said oh, yeah. 
that he's got a painkiller addiction <gasps> and that he keeps that he he says there's no pain but he's but he's registering too high for something is in his blood is showing up oh. that he's taking too many painkillers oh my god um, people are so good so that they're so uh, clever so that, that that will then match up with alice with the addiction thing oh right um, this yes. is kate lloyd jones yeah said caveat i've only listened up to tuesday but she said fair, fair i enough. think your excitement about eve chilcott might be misplaced as we've already been told harry's ex-wife is called bryony I'm assuming she is a relative. Oh, sister. And her appearance is linked to the mystery health issue. I'm yes. guessing long-term life-limiting disease, e.g. arthritis, hence the hip, rather than immediately terminal given we've just had a cancer death. Oh, she also so... said, and hats off, Kate Lloyd-Jones, she said, my yeah. prediction is that Brian's cough will get worse and he'll get wheezy, causing everyone to worry, but hilariously, he'll turn out to be allergic to Hilda. Oh, my God, Kate. Oh, Kate, stand up, work. take a bow. <laughs> uh, she said, my God, they're also getting their money's worth out of having a doctor again. And what happened about <laughs> Jim's mole? Yes, quite. Well, we've, we've done all the other oh, yeah. boring admin this week. We might as well do Jim's mole while we're at it. Flipping well, out. aren't the BBC axing doctors? Ah, so oh, it's so, just going to shuffle so, it all sideways. Yeah, so all that, oh, all those medical storylines yes. that they can't now yeah. produce, they're just they've just. Shoved Do you think them it's going to be? Like, it's going to start be like Casualty. So every episode will start with somebody doing something really dangerous <laughs> up a tree, and we'll all be trying to work out who's going to get injured and how and when. I'd, you know. I'd love it if it was. Oh my god! Wait till Ed becomes a tree surgeon. Oh, we're all going to be on edge every time he's up that. Ed's going to be wandering around like the Invisible Man, isn't he? Just swathed in bandages and plastic. <laughs> cast permanently and emma's just going to be wandering around swinging her yeah well emma springs lightly from branch yeah. to branch yeah give me a takeaway coffee Fallon. <laughs> 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 i can't wait for that <laughs> no i love that there's a doctor in town now yes Much more interesting she's, a, she's, she's really nice as well i really like her really nice such a nice doctor i and also to phone someone up. I mean, Harry was right. Yeah. That just doesn't happen. No. But she's a. That's because she's a really conscientious person. And it, it's a storyline. But she's she's yeah. she's a very good uh, actress, and she seems to have yeah. just kind of fitted straight in. There's to no. I don't make, even go. Ooh, what, no. You know, when you normally when there's a new voice, it takes she you a second to think. Absolutely. Who's that? But she, she doesn't, doesn't do jar, that does she? No, no not at there's, all. There's, there's no. There's been no settling nope. in process. No. She's just straight in. Yeah. But and also to make a scene that just consists of. Um, no, there are some blood test results. Yeah. I don't want to know. I know, but it is quite important. I don't care. I don't want to. That went on for probably a third of the yes. episode. Far longer to than make it that should come have done. alive. I think that's what <laughs> <laughs> Although I was, I was intrigued. I was like, "This is this is storytelling." When you're like, "No, I need to know now." Uh, but then I just no. forget because then <laughs> well, yes, I was like, "Oh, okay, you're not going to tell us." All right, fine then. You know, when people try to say to me. I don't know whether it's bloody mindedness on my part or what when they go, well, I've got something to tell you, but, you know, oh, I'm yeah. not sure I should now. <laughs> and then you go, OK. And because I and don't care. <laughs> if you want to tell me, tell me. If you don't, be quiet. I'm not interested. I'm not that interested. It's that the teasing that. thing. And I'm just she like, I all, really yeah. have to be in the mood for that. And I'm just not yeah. most of the time. OK, don't so. worry, darling. If you don't want to tell me that, don't yeah. worry, it's fine. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, but I could tell you that. Yeah. I... No, it's just because they told me not to say okay well if they told you not to say you better not say <laughs> I've got... I know but it is really important but I just don't know if I can say yeah okay if you can't say just honestly don't worry about it 
it's probably something terrible and they should be getting the information out of a teenage child. Sometimes you're just too tired. And you also, don't wanna, and they, tell, the game, they tell you any, they tell you anyway. Yeah, of course they do. That's the thing. They just that's the thing. They crack like an egg if you do. <laughs> the people who say, pe- if people say, I, 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 sh- I shouldn't really, I shouldn't really say this. I don't know. If, and it's like, but, but because you've now said it, you are definitely going yeah. to tell me. And you want to, which is why you've raised but it I am in not the first going place. To, I'm not going to tease that information out of no. you because life's too short. And I have some self-respect, so you know, yeah. And I have a wash to put on, yeah. so just spit it out or tell me later. I don't care. <laughs> oh, I've always got a wash to put on. There's so much washing lately. Um, no, so I actually, I thought there was, I thought there was some good little teasers this week. Mm. The okay. Harry stuff. I really, apart from the mud scene, um, that, oh, but, but that. in a way I though, tell you I know, I, I know, Lucy, why you texted me because you hated oh. it so much. It gave me the shivers. Didn't it? <laughs> it was just so come down here, awful. you. Ooh. It was just so awful. There was a there was a point. There was some weird thing where they were like, where he said, um, "Well, we could go somewhere else, but we mustn't be seen." Or that was yeah. some, some cheesy lines. But in a way, the the cheesiness of it also um, is is sort of makes us a little bit more repelled by Harry's character. Yes. Yeah. So pro- maybe that was all on purpose but there was this this sort of there was this bit where she literally went oh I have fallen (laughs) or something and I was like really (laughs) yeah but it's hard to hard to that's quite a difficult scene for the radio falling in mud falling in mud on the radio is hard because well then don't do that do something else you can't scream also like I because I was thinking has she come off the horse no they hadn't come off they were standing by the horses and then yeah. he pulled her down. We didn't get yeah. enough <laughs> mud, muddiness. Because I was sort of imagining them naked, covered in icky mud. Weren't Were you? you? Yeah, I wasn't of imagining course. them naked, no. <laughs> well, never, that's sort of surely what we were supposed to imagine. Like you said, like a 70s yeah. porn scene. Yeah. <laughs> Give me that riding whip, you. Yeah. Oh, what are you going to do with it? I'm just kidding. It's just really uncomfortable. Yeah. I'm lying on it. <laughs> and my hip hurts. <laughs> it's not about your hip. I don't care about I your don't, hip. I don't I'm not invested in you enough to care about your hip. <laughs> I enjoy a bit of Mills and Boone in my arches occasionally. Oh. <laughs> it just livens up the week. Honestly, I'd rather have had that than Bert and... What's his oh face? God! Well, yeah, that's true. No, at least yeah. they, at least they I were cut actually... half his hair, and, I, and then there was like a really convoluted. Yeah, yeah, because I had this really good idea. If I asked him for a photo, he'd have to show me his driving license. I know, license. I know, I know. <laughs> I that... Like, how did you get? How did yeah. you? What? I know. He can't that... have given all his photos. He cannot have given seventy-five years worth of photos to. I mean, what is going on? I, in these, these people can't be busy if they thought that was a good idea. I know that Brad and Chelsea are supposed to be lovely and, you know, they're, the, the, the horror bins are just such a, a jolly, lovely family and blah, 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 blah. But sometimes it really <laughs> stretches the limits of credulity that either of them wouldn't just go, 
what? No. Or like, and leave the room. <laughs> you know, they are teenagers. They are young people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They don't care about lives. what happens to. You know, they they're kind of Granddad. mildly patronisingly interested in old people. Go, oh, that's sweet, Granddad. Yeah, well done. Anyway, I'm going now. Bang, and that would be it. You know. Yes, the God's stakes sake. aren't high enough. No. Even though it would be helpful, wouldn't it, if Bert was in the pub every day away from. Yes. His- Mom. Yeah. Well. Well. Anyway, hopefully that week has just is done. That that competition is oh, done now. God. And as for ending <laughs> it on a power cut, that's weird. Well. Yeah. Well, like you that, said, hopefully there is oh, there was, was a, a sodding reason <laughs> for that. No. I re- if there's a murder, I will feel exhilarated. <laughs> I've got a feeling there won't be. No, I've got a feeling they won't. You never know. know. You never um, know. I would have ended it on a just a sort of power cut and then a scream. At mm. least, yes. To 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 the to fuel us screen. for the weekend. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I'm just thinking about Bridge Farm. Uh, that was Helen announcing she felt liberated, and actually, I did. It was it was good that she wanted her photo in the. In yes, the thing, that though, was all good. She wanted. Yes. yes, that was all. Quite, yeah, I liked. Quite I liked all that. She hasn't mentioned leaving again, which is slightly disappointing, but anyway. Yes, I know. I did that. And then I thought, oh, the leaving, was it just because you were going on a weekend to Paris? <laughs> Very nice. Yes. I mean, those tickets are not cheap. Mm, going to see no. Paris, Saint- Paris Saint-Germain. Paris Saint-Germain. But she doesn't spend any money on anything, does she? True that. She, yeah. she just doesn't. It's a very nice treat for the boys. Yes. They won't appreciate but, it. But anyway. And also, any time that she's away and Susan wants to take over, <laughs> I, I am always in favour of... Susan and hearing Susan and Clary in the dairy slagging Helen off. Um, I didn't like Susan bossing Clary around. No, I didn't like that. But but I know I didn't mind it because she just wanted to. Just better if I get on with some of the admin. Yeah. Some of the marketing. I'll leave I'm you staggering around under the boxes. Clary, you can empty that massive vat of yogurt <laughs> by yourself. I've got some marketing projects. And Clary on just the sat go. there going, "It's heavy. I'm no, tired." But, but I, I think it's, I think it's funny because, because Clary's just always, Clary just rolls her eyes, doesn't she? Yeah. Because she, because yeah. she knows. But Susan she kept going so well. Susan in the background. <laughs> Susan every now and again, while Susan just ploughed on. But it is, there's something really uncomfortable about that, that Helen has breezed in and put Adam, is it because he's a bloke? Is it because he's a relative? Is it because, you know, what are you saying? That they're not capable of... Yeah, I know. I I, I found that uncomfortable as well because after the 175 years that they've been working in the dairy, of course they're capable of managing themselves. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Just to bring... Adam in just to stand over them when actually well, like, they he's do he's not doing a qualified job and they are doing a qualified job he just bloody just picks carrots and they're but, actually but also, they've done yes. they've done standards and the tests and if things you're only and going away for the weekend all the yeah. um business side of it can yeah, wait till you're back ridiculous. It? that's another nonsensical storyline yeah oh and also it reminded me though that uh you know when Adam was there before. Yeah. Was he t- was he standing in for Clary before? I can't quite remember. Yes, I think so, yeah. Yeah, and then actually him and Susan ended up getting on yeah. really well, didn't yeah. they? Quite gossipy. And yeah, then she but went again, round for dinner at Adam. Uh, yeah, and yeah Adam, that was really fun. Adam and Ian. And I like the fact he at least took them out for a drink. Yeah. But I no, but no, but also you need Adam I there. didn't I, want whiskey, Susan. <laughs> oh, Susan, I have one. Shut up. Oh, 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 oh no. <laughs> uh, Ellen likes it. Done this one. 
Hi, Susan. We've done it forever. No, but I like the fact that Susan's going to try and sort of manipulate Adam into changing yeah. the whole structure of the, the way they so work. So what it is, Adam, is we watch <laughs> and you show us by packing all of those. I've started a new social media <laughs> thing. Because that's the thing, isn't it? Called Dear Susan's Susan, just... Dairy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and they are quite right about cheese eggs. That should not be a thing. Oh, God. And Have I you didn't realise it actually Honestly, was a thing. They look disgusting. Where you'd buy one thinking it was a white chocolate egg and mm. then you'd bite into it Honestly, and be no, like, the veiny, what the veiny ones, you don't want to... Oh, God. How much do you have to love cheese? I mean, I think if you love cheese, you'd probably buy cheese. But then you could say that if about If it's chocolate. Easter and you can't eat chocolate, have a plant or something. <laughs> have a, buy a, uh, you know, yes. buy a geranium. Buy a we rose used to get bush, whatever. a tape sometimes. Yes, yes. You know, you just uh, just uh, sometimes a mug is yeah. nice. Yes, there we go. You don't writers. have to, a mug. Yeah, a mug. Mm. But if you are a mug, you might buy a cheese, cheese egg. Although Lucy, maybe we're doing them down. Maybe they're delicious. I bet they aren't. They don't sound it, do they? You know, Oof. David at um, the gin. The thing is, the word Wales. "eggy" and "cheesy" are both criticisms. So if you put "cheesy" and "eggy" together. It makes something that sounds like a double negative, and that's the uh, as I was saying to some people the other day, the combination of cheese and egg uh, Mm. genuinely makes me vomit. Well, it looks like vomit. That's why. Yeah, it looks like vomit, Mm. and it's like quiche. I can't bear that. Oh, okay. That sort of cheesy wobbly egg pie together. My my daughter used to call it wobbly egg pie when she was little. It makes me like (laughs) so. It shouldn't be a thing. No. Um. Matt Rodriguez Payne got very cross with uh, uh, Susan and said he would like to nominate her for Twat of the Week. No. Yes, because he doesn't. You can't. He doesn't he's, a, he's, a, he's an upholder of the underdog, Matt Rodriguez Payne, and he does not like it. And he also <laughs> he wanted doesn't to nominate. like her getting up at tea. No, he also wanted to nominate Harry as Scary Weirdo of the Week. But and yes, I can completely <laughs> see that. Yes. I feel fine, dog. Yes. I feel absolutely super. I've never felt so. Yeah, I know. But the and anyway, I'm going to run out the surgery really, really quickly now before you can tell me what it is so that we have to spin this out for another episode. Goodbye. <laughs> um, I was thinking, actually, Clary must be quite tough to work with because of, can you, you know, you come in every morning. How are you, Clary? Well, Susan, not so good. It must be, you know, we've all worked with people like that, where it's just everything is, no matter what's. I used to work with a lady uh, when I was in Sheffield and um, every morning it used to amaze me how she would find something to moan about. And one day it was the most beautiful, gorgeous summer day. And I came breezing into the office and said, isn't it morning, so-and-so? Isn't it a lovely day? She said, yeah, won't last. <laughs> she was just oh, no. so desperate to find, oh, and I just looked at no. her and thought, "I'm so glad oh. I'm not you. I'm so glad I'm not in your oh, head." What a yes. miserable way to think. It it always brings the energy down, yeah. doesn't it? And but there was this grim satisfaction in things going wrong when things went wrong because it never to be worked in the hospital. Things are always going wrong, and she'd sort of go, "Well, I could have told you that would happen. Oh, I could God. see that coming. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know." And it was just like, "Oh, did you? Okay." Like Debbie Downer on Saturday Night Live. Debbie Downer. But, but at least Clary and Susan's woes quite often cross over because they're yes. always to do with the family. Yes. Yeah. So they have that shared. Um, Susan sometimes must feel like a, a little yeah. tugboat trying to haul an enormous well, tanker that's along thing, that's, it? you know, trailing th- oil and knackered and. Broken. I think that's the thing, isn't it? That's why she feels like she's 
you know, oh, well, um, she feels like she's prettier than Clary for a start, yeah. doesn't she? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I look good. Yeah, yeah, you do look a bit haggard, Clary. And then, and she, she, and she feels like she's a cleverer and, yeah. and all of that. But I think, I think that, um, so she feels higher status for sure, yeah. doesn't she? Yeah. But I think Clary, because she, I think Clary doesn't mind though, because she knows Susan is, she knows Susan so well that it doesn't bother her because yeah. ultimately. Well, Susan's the accelerator and Clary's the brake, isn't she? So between them, yes. they get somewhere. But if they yes. were both like Susan, it would be, they'd be just be hyper. It'd be like a manic dairy <laughs> with everything, jobs <laughs> yeah. being half done all over the place. And that you know, yogurt, new ideas certainly. every two seconds. Yeah, the yogurt would never be emptied and if into it was, a big vat. No, and if it was two Clary's working together, they'd just be slumped into a corner, slumped in a corner asleep. <laughs> and that wouldn't work either. So. I'm really glad Helen put their names in the paper below. But even yeah. that, you sort of think... But they've been working for you for so yeah. long. It feels like all those sort of little, sort of little special things that Helen does for them are just so minuscule and patronizing. Like these, and patronizing mm. because these are, as well as of course, as Helen said, highly skilled workers. Mm. But sometimes it does feel like they're treated, yeah, as absolutely. though they're sort of low yeah. paid yeah the peasants doffing their yeah, caps yes. when the when the quality goes by you know yeah exactly yeah hey i'm ryan reynolds recently i asked mint mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when i asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts they said what the f*** are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Steve Parrott said, I've only just caught up with the whole week of Archers, so this is far too late, but I need to get it off my chest. Inside the head of Archers Supremo. Oh, hell, blowed if I can think of something new for 2024. I'll just give the Grundies a kicking. Again. Yes, there is an element of that. And if Ed keeps saying, I've got a feeling my luck's about to change, I'm thinking, please don't have a feeling no, about that, I, Ed. Please No, but don't. I don't think he said it. In I think he said it in the way... That there wasn't enough because um, you know like if they put that at the end of the end of the episode like you know I really feel like our luck's about to change and then it was duh, 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 yeah duh. but there, there was a, he sort of it was quite breezy the way he said it and I thought I don't think that is a bad omen. okay okay I think maybe because I might have read ahead Lucy that oh, <laughs> oh people I will think... know <laughs> I know but, I, but it doesn't say what's gonna happen but I do, because they can't keep up the the Grundy bashing. No, because we love the Grundies, and we, and mm. you know, and yeah. and um, and this is the way drama works, isn't it? But I think good things are coming. Oh, really? Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. Good. Yeah. That'll be cheerful. 
cut to Ed's in jail. And <laughs> Ed <laughs> electrocuted as bull. Yeah. <coughs> Um, right. I took my kids to Les Mis this week, by the way. Oh, did they like it? uh, Well, they did like it, but it's almost three hours long, that show. And it was a Tuesday night. It was quite punchy. But but I'd also forgotten quite how rude it was with all the prostitute stuff. And when um, Fontaine has to cut off her hair and turn to the streets and all that. And my eight-year-old didn't really understand, but my 10-year-old was like... This is incredible. What an education. <laughs> I have so many questions, mother. <laughs> yes, exactly. I was just thinking of Emma and the future. You know, that, luckily, that no, that would have sort of been the olden days Grundies, wouldn't yes. it? Yes. I feel yeah. like who would have been the Tenardi at the innkeepers? It, it prob- could have been, no, it would have been Sid and Jolie. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. There was, you know, there was elements of the, every time I see any sort of drama or, pre- I always, you always like make comparisons with the archers. Well, you I have the, you know, you have, you, you have your stock characters, don't yes, you, that exactly. make a plot go round. Exactly. So, you know. um, which I think is what um, Philip Bailey is complaining about in his ranty email that he has <laughs> sent us. Um, I know that subsequent events may overtake this rant, he says, but what on earth was that all about? Firstly, Brad going all Russell Crowe in a beautiful mind, pulling an all-nighter <laughs> with beer mats on the ceiling, a web of red string linking the connections and complex equations scrawled across the window and mirror, all to solve the inscrutable Kenton Jolene theorem. Chelsea going undercover and finding the crucial clue that Neville Sodding Booth is actually 28 years younger than he says. 28 years? Are these people all stupid? Imagine the winning pitch. There's a competition to find out who's the longest serving patron at the bull. Gradually, more and more of the average residents get drawn into the intrigue. The storyline lasts for months. And here's the best bit. It features two silent characters in the starring roles. Exactly, Philip. (laughs) Then there's, I like this, Posho Chilcot Inquiry. (laughs) Should we call him Harry the Hip Chilcot Inquiry? (laughs) Never liked him from the start. And now he's introducing a nasty Rob Titchener element. The scenes with Dr. Malik were horrible. The entitlement, the taking down, the way he called her doctor, all horribly reminiscent of Rob and his cancer prognosis. Yuck. The bit that made me shout, oh, fuck off, startling my dozing wife, was his attitude to missing an appointment with a GP. They are gold dust. Ordinary people can't get them. But it's okay because Harry the Tosser feels great. Good for you. Now please sod off and take your hip, your horse and your horrid voice with you. Much love, (laughs) Philip. Oh, Philip. Thanks, Phil. (laughs) Bad week at work, Philip. Have a cup of tea, Phil. (laughs) (laughs) Have a cheese egg. (laughs) Um, uh, Yes, that was was outrageously annoying. Come on, Doc, I'm feeling great. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Not turning up for an appointment. Oh, yeah, that is... is, You deserve beheading for that. Yes, that's true, actually. Yeah, I didn't even Mm. even clock that. That's bad form. Yes, yes. And there will be a Chilcot inquiry. (laughs) There will. (laughs) Now, you said last week or a couple of weeks back, you said how much we were talking about the continuity and you said, they're our friends. We like yeah. them. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Michael Gorman finds them completely unbearable. No. He said, I am baffled by your liking for the <laughs> Dio, Dio en bas continuity announcements bracketing the Archers broadcasts. I listen to the programme on Radio 4 and think the before announcements are borderline patronising and uninformative and the afterwards mostly condescending, especially when they stray into Disney nature programme territory. Uh Uh-oh, Alice is in trouble again. And what a muddle. How will Clary deal with this, etc.? 
best wishes, Michael. Very oh, dear. unhappy. Oh, Lucy. So this, this is, is what happens when you have a shit week in the Archers. Everybody gets <laughs> faintly irritable because we're all waiting for something that doesn't happen. I have to entirely disagree with Michael. I love their... I don't think they're ever patronising. I think they are just winking at us. Yes. Which I very much enjoy. And I like the fact that they've li- clearly listened at least to the yes, last exactly. five seconds it, to, have, exactly, to make, exactly. make the, you know... I think it's like having a big warm hug before the show. It's like, you know, when you have one of those, there's, oh God, there's some crackers on Radio 4 Extra at the minute. Um, Inspector West is one of the best. It's, oh, is oh, that a good that one? Run, no, it's terrible. It's good oh, because it is so shame. awful. Oh, oh good. It's, it's really dreadful. He's, a, he's, a, <laughs> he's got such a sort of 70s voice and uh, it's sexist and misogynist and... Um, <laughs> And right really, kind of, um, just uh, he's terribly, a, he's terribly. A pa- no, he's a patronising character. He's one of the oh. boys, oh. and it's just, <laughs> you know, oh, it's just awful. It's it it makes me sort of itch. It's so terrible. Okay, I'm definitely listening. And the and there was another one called uh, something about the desert, something of the Sphinx or something. And um, the continuity announced that they are so aware of how crap it, <laughs> and they go. Ooh, sounds like normal low-key weekend for him then, or something like that. It's kind of they—they they really know it's rubbish, and they're you know, but they just—they just stay on the right side of. If you listen yeah. to it straight, you're like, that's fair enough, fair comment, yes. And then if you listen to it, having listened to the show, you're like, oh yes, <laughs> I really like it. Anyway, yes. um, uh, Patricia Johnson has messaged and said, um. I have spent the last few hours, I spent the past few hours gathering extensive evidence and attempting to forge a mathematical calculation to prove which episode was preferable, Thursday or Friday. Uh, Thursdays had the benefit of the cast of hundreds of sheep. But yeah, what about good. the late onset feline allergic reaction transition testing? They were both so equally dull. In the end, oh. I had to toss a coin. <gasps> but oh, the... people, I feel like I, I feel like I, I, I have to disagree here. This is lovely. It was lovely stuff. But she did point out that feline allergic reaction testing had the acronym FART, which was amusing. <laughs> um, I, I, I think you are being wildly optimistic. And I think that they need to have a really good look at themselves at the minute and go, what are you doing? Are you talking to me? No. <laughs> well, I, yes, but I mean, I'm not talking about you. I'm are talking you about the plot people and saying, you know, know, come along. Well, look, I think that the trouble is the, the Bert and Neville storyline, I do think was... That had, just, did somewhat colour the week. It really did. Mm. And, and, it, and it wasn't very clear. And no. it was just a bit too... Um, we, yeah, it wasn't interesting enough for us because we couldn't hear Neville and Bert. <laughs> but... Was, Can you imagine any that, other show? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if it was on East uh, Enders, really yeah. massive storyline, but you never saw yeah. the characters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we feel like we know and love them, Lucy. Although every time they say Bert, I can't help but think of Bert. Yeah, well. me too. But anyway, but I think apart from that, there were some really nice things I actually enjoyed. Because I thought the Brian and Alice, when Alice was worrying about him, mm. and I, th- I actually thought that was all quite sweet. And then the Hilda stuff was funny, and the allergy was funny, and the Tony stuff was funny. And I lo- I actually genuinely loved the sheep episode. Right. I, I, I wouldn't I, go that I, far, but yeah, there were, there were, there were Sean the, the sheep Harry elements stuff, of it, which were quite Harry, pleasing, as you said. 
although Harry is, you know, the, it was all a bit cringy, but actually, but but actually, it's all leading to something. That's mm. the thing, isn't it? Like we do need these slightly. <laughs> you always weeks hope where... things are <laughs> leading to things, and sometimes they just aren't leading to things. They're not leading to anything. <clears throat> but we poor archers. There's so much they can't. They yeah. can't be. It can't be <clears throat> sizzling week after sizzling week because you have to have that. As we always say, at the say, moment we're having one sizzling a... week every six months, which is, you know, not enough. Sizzle. Last week was enjoyable, wasn't it? I'm sure we mm, said it was. Yes, probably. I mean, and we are. Yes, we did. We, have, we did. We, 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 and if we say and it we was, know, it was. Yeah, yeah. Even James Everett is, 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 uh, is, has complaints. He oh, said, where are the Brookfield archers? Ruth, David, and most importantly, Pip. He is writing as his in his role as sole member of the Pip Archer yeah, fan club. Of course. He says, we haven't heard from them since Christmas. We've had enough of the Aldridges and Bridge Farm. Let's hope she can come back with all her Pip ways before it's too late. Suggested storylines. Pip adopts Hilda. Pip runs over Hilda. Pip at the fashion show. Pip becomes the third manager of the dairy. The list could go on and on. He says, you're sincerely the Pip Archer fan club manifesting Pip into the Archers. <laughs> <laughs> members one but the you know lucy we're basically turning into feedback oh god yes <laughs> that awful show and so we haven't got anyone on for right to reply no <laughs> i that's feel true. terrible that's true i feel like we should have um well let's... at least one member of production on uh, yes, okay. <laughs> for a statement. as if any of that lot are gonna come on the show <laughs> um uh jennifer corley has 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 elevated the mood with some mild sheep porn for you. Oh, good. Um, Come on, bring it on. Because uh, you were talking about, um, uh, the, well, we were talking about the lambs last week. And, uh, and, and. Ickle, ickle lambs. Yes. Get, and adopting them and all that. Yeah. So, uh, and also this is bearing in mind your, your sudden interest in um, stallion fluffing. Yeah. So, um, absolutely. Jennifer wanted to share this with you and said, Proper scientific research shows that a good big oxytocin rush helps a sheep feel maternal. So to aid a ewe adopting orphan lambs, you need to stimulate the ewe's cervix. You do this by getting oh, a God. long sleeve on, some lube, and thrusting your arm vigorously up and down inside the ewe. You need to look at the expression on the ewe's face to judge when you've done enough. When they curl their lip and look a bit glazed, you slip the lamb in and it's love. Imagine being busy doing this in a lambing shed when some jolly hikers and their children pop in to see the lambs. Never the been graveyard. Ne <laughs> never been so mortified, she said. Anyway, just thought Harriet might be amused. Oh, that is there so funny. But who was the person who originally came yeah. up with that? <laughs> and I what know excuse what might were work. they giving? <laughs> no, I was doing it for the lambs. Look, 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 look how happy they are. Anyway, yes. Oh my god, imagine having to wait for that glazed look. <laughs> the Come lip on. Curl. Oh god. <laughs> imagine if Ed had been like, Brad, I've got an idea how we can move her away from the door. How long is your sleeve? <laughs> Brad's like, what? Oh, is it the Grundy Code? All right then, I'll do it. Oh, that is that is brilliant information. Thank you. And in more rudeness, Bryony Thompson oh, has emailed us to say she was to, uh, we were because she was talking about funerals and things, and um, she said this is her great granny. Yes, Granny Jilly, who was an actress called uh, Gillian Goodman who uh, used to pop up in the arches. She said, oh, there was right. nothing more comforting than my granny Jilly popping into the Ambridge Village shop for a pint of milk and some biscuits. 
And she said she loves listening to the archives and, and hearing her voice because oh. she uh, she would appear as an extra on the TV in films or, you know, in the arches and stuff. And in her at her funeral, she said, uh, in typical British form, there was barely a peep from the attendees, even those that knew her, to never hesitate in speaking her mind or responding with animated abandon. After many deftly selected pieces of classical and folk music, readings and speeches, we all sat for the final words. In the late 80s, she'd worked with a local BBC radio station as an improvisational comedy singer. She wrote short songs based on that day's news articles. It seemed only fitting then to say our final goodbye with her favourite of the lot, The Angry Ratepayer, a song about a Chesterfield prostitute who steals sex toys from an adult film shop after an altercation <laughs> with her landlord. As you can imagine, there was finally a collective reaction from our congregation. Laughter, tears, singing, and the odd disgruntled Ambridge-style neighbour mouth wide in shock. I will never forget the beauty of that moment for all to grieve openly as she lived in the powerful emotional response to words, even when those words are dildo and that response is laughter. It was a perfectly imperfect farewell. So yes, oh, I think fantastic you, granny to have. I think your funeral <laughs> needs to reflect who you were. That's, yes. the, that's the thing, isn't it? Yeah. She said, and I, if rhyming a word with dildo yes. is, I mean, that is it, yeah. pretty incredible. That's, that's really difficult. Um, she said, I grew, <laughs> I grew up with the archers through my mum, Penny, whom I have recently coerced into joining as a listener here. Hi, mum. Hi, Penny. Oh, hello, Penny. Um, she says, I'm 25 and wish I'd known when I was a teen that there were other young fans. Being an archers enthusiast at school is not cool, it turns oh, out. Yeah, but if your granny's in it, I mean, that's absolutely yeah. amazing. Yeah. Oh, we need James to find some... Gillian Goodson. Well, she archive. said, actually, if anyone has any archive material from the yes. 80s, then that would be great. She would really love that because it might be stuff that she hasn't heard already. And is it Gillian Goodson with a G or a J? Goodman. Oh, Goodman. Yeah. Gillian with she a G. She said, I have the dates of broadcast for her Archer's appearances from the 80s to noughties. If anyone knows where, if oh. I can access them. Or if anyone listening knew her. Yeah. From the show. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's really cool. Hmm. Oh, what a lovely email. Thank yes. you. That's brilliant. Um, now we're going to do a bit yes. of this. What the hell is happening? What the hell is happening here? Um, and so do you remember last week's? Uh, no. It was uh, the... Um, the car correspondent of the Borchester Echo had run off with oh, the gardening yes. correspondent. Yes, yeah, it was And funny. they were both women, or whatever it was. Yes, yeah, um, that's right. So, and I said that it was, I thought that, uh, that, that Joe and Bert were trying to heavily influence the judge. There was some kind of bribery thing going on. Turns yeah. out it was Joe was picked to be the judge of the vegetable competition. And Bert was disappointed not to have been picked. Joe didn't want to place any of Bert's vegetables highly. Uh, it was Bert's best flower and produce show. And Joe also disqualified his friend Jim, the prof, his onions, thinking they were Bert's. Instead, he had to deal with an angry Jim. After this, Joe decided judging wasn't for him too complicated. Now, that's the kind of storyline we can get behind. That's terribly archers. Very archers, flower and produce. So this is this week's. Ready? Oh, look what I've got for you. Come on. Uh, that's it. Neil! Oh, wait me a second, love. See where the feed's gone? We're, we're just back from Felfisham. Oh, yeah. In you go. Emma's um, gone straight in the house, but uh, I thought I'd better come here first. Oh, go on. To, uh, 
see what you think. Right in. It keeps losing a rear tag, this one. I want to fix it before I go to Bridge Farm. It's a super place for Brees. Oh, good, good. Glass of champagne as soon as we got there. As much coffee as we wanted. Ah, that's it. Now, how did you get on? Oh, oh. What do you think? Uh, you don't like it, do you? No, no, it's not that. I knew you wouldn't. I do. I said to Emma, your father won't get it. It's very nice, Susan. Honestly. Yes, only... What? It, it, it's going to take a little um, getting used to. Well, I suppose that's true. <laughs> so different. Well, that's what's so good about it. Mm, mm. I was going to be boring and have me normal cut. Mm, well, that's what you said this morning. But Fabrice himself persuaded <laughs> me to be more adventurous. Did he? He says my hair's got such body and bounce, it'd be a crime not making more of it. Oh, yes, you, you, you've got lovely hair. And he wouldn't stop talking about my face. The perfect shape for carrying off a much more radical style, he said. Oh, oh we talked it through with Janine, the stylist who actually worked with me, and, uh, well, <laughs> this is the result. <laughs> well, it's... Uh... It's amazing. Oh, thank you, love. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's classic. And it's you can't also remember that. It's also lovely because it's totally the reaction of somebody that <laughs> would normally go to a normal village hairdresser and goes to somewhere swanky and believes all the bullshit. Oh. And when you it's you got know, such body. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. They always say to people, it's very, very f- fine, your hair, but there's a lot of it, <laughs> which means absolutely nothing. <laughs> Do you think it was a, just a massive 80s bouffant? Yes. That he'd done yeah. Yeah. so much hairspray. All that, what do they call it? A Karen? Do they call it a Karen hairstyle? My sister calls it, and I want to see the manager hairstyle, where they, <laughs> where they, 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 they have like pointy sideburns down the side and oh, all sort God, of swooshed James. over at the top, like oh. an ice cream swirl. I bet oh. it's like that. I think I do remember that episode. Actually. I love the idea of her hopping around there, waiting for him to turn round, and he was busy oh. tiddling around with pig nuts and stuff. <laughs> so sweet. That's brilliant. Yes, love that. Um, now we're going to cross over to Lower Loxley, where Elizabeth is handling a staffing crisis. Thanks so much for giving me your time, Spencer. Although, obviously, I own Lower Loxley, so you have very little choice. But I read somewhere that it's good to treat your staff as if their time is valuable, so I hope you appreciate that. Yes, thank you, Miss Podster. Oh, you curtsied. Sweet. Now, I've called you away from your valuable work messing about with spoons and things here in the Orangery to discuss the fact that all our staff are being lured away in a very unfair way by gay grables, offering them better wages and working conditions. So I'm introducing a staff training and development scheme, and you are my first guinea pig, Mark. Thank you very much, Mrs Pardita, but it's Spencer, actually. Is it? Oh, Mark, Spencer, it's all pants, isn't it? So let's think about how we serve people here in the Orangery. What's our key message here, Marks? When people leave, how do we want them to feel? Um, 
that they've had a VIP experience? No, we want them to feel ever so slightly overwhelmed and a little bit small. This is a stately home. Most of them don't even have a drawing room. They've watched Downton. They think that by paying seven quid for a scone, they're buying into the lifestyle. And that includes staff that makes them feel as if they've got their shoes on the wrong feet. So let's role-play this, Scott. I'll be a customer, look, sitting here at the table, eating jam with a spoon and cramming bits of scone into my mouth. Now, wait until I've got a lovely mouthful of scone and come rushing over to ask me if I'm enjoying it. Start off over there, Jason. That's it. Now, I'm eating, I'm eating, I'm eating. Run over, run! Is everything okay with your meal? Perfect. You got me when I'd probably have a few dry crumbs stuck, and you made me jump by looming over me when I hadn't seen you. If you get it right, you should have the customer choking with tears streaming down their cheeks. Well done. I think I get it now. Should I make them feel bad when they order another little pot of jam? That's it. Stress the word another so they panic they've been greedy. Okay, I'll make a note of that. Thank you, Mrs. Podgetar. No problem, Stuart. Uh, it's still Spencer, actually. Um, some of the other staff members were wondering if you had any plans to offer any incentives to stay, just because at Gay Grables, you know, they're allowed to use a swimming pool and they get free lunches and Oliver drives them about in a golf cart if he's bored and it sounds really fun. Sorry. Well, Steve, I've been thinking about that. Could you let your little friends know that although we can't offer what Gay Grables is offering, there's a myriad of other opportunities. Myriad means a lot, Sean. We can offer all staff a free safari to look at the feral pigs in the woods that have now become totally wild, as Rex has forgotten all about them. I'd advise full camo gear, though, as they can get very nasty if surprised. Staff are also entitled to a quick trot round the treetop walk, which should be pretty safe, although Kenton did the knots, and you know how well that went last time. And finally, although we aren't able to offer private health care, if any of you are feeling under the weather, do feel free to have a rummage through Freddy's Parker pockets. He's usually got a bit of a pick-me-up in there. OK, thank you. Uh, and promotion opportunities? Uh, I mean... Currently, my job is to let the wasps out of coat glasses in the summer, and in the winter I pick up the frozen goose shit. But I am keen to expand my horizons, take on further responsibilities and improve my portfolio of skills offerings. Are you? Good heavens. Well, as everyone else has left, how does assistant manager sound? Salary, I'm thinking £14 an hour? Brilliant. Uh, I can't do after-school Thursdays, though, as I have venture scouts. Okay, super. Let's go through diaries tomorrow. Well done, Shane. That's been a really productive morning. Yes, thank you very much, Mrs. Podster. I shall look forward to working with you. Me too. Bye-bye, Sam. Take care. Nice boy. I wonder if he's any good in a tent. That sounded quite professional, didn't it, that link? It did, actually, Lucy. Mm, Handling a what? Yes. That was very good. Uh, Sound like Harry and Alice again (laughs) in the mud. You're handling what, Harry? Um, (laughs) You're handling this very badly. (laughs) I mean... Oh, give over, I'll do it. (laughs) Um, Now, it's competition time. Competition time. This week, we have... Now, Steve, you're going to start moaning again. You can have whiskey next time, but this week... 
It is um, skincare product, a bundle of skincare products from the Nutriactive range from... A bundle of skincare products from the Nutriactive range. <laughs> from a company called Seventh Heaven. Oh, they uh, nice. And they are designed specifically for older skin, 40 plus. So any oh. of you young'uns, oh, give it I, to your mums. Not for me then, Lucy. No, not for, not for Harriet, obviously, because she's still got teenage acne. <laughs> um, they are, they do uh, things like uh, face oh, masks and hair They do the face treats. masks? Yes. I, face use, masks. I literally use those all the time. Really? And I, buy them for the girl, I actually buy them for the girls. Yeah. What, so... Is it the same same people that do those face masks? Yes, yes. Yeah, they they're like they look like packets of sweets. I yes, love them. yes, exactly. They make really they actually make really good presents. They make really for good teenage stocking girls. presents. Yes, yes, yes. And they won the Ageless Beauty Awards. They won the oh, Bella right. Beauty Awards. They won the something the Pure Beauty Awards. They won. Yes, did very well. Yes. Oh. Um. So they've got they're launching uh, vitamin C capsule concentrates and retinol skin renewal capsule concentrates. Uh, and they look very, they look kind of like vitamin, they look like vitamin things yeah. that you would take, but don't yeah. take them. You put them on your skin. And um, yes, they look very, yes. very lovely. I've seen them. Mm. They do look nice. Actually, I do think they, because their packaging is so pretty, they do make really good presents. Yes. So if you are a young and you see, you can, you can, you can um, give it uh, to your enter mom. and give it to your mum. Now. The question is, and it's for Patreons, the question is, Patreons, who should Hilda go to and why? Oh, that's a good question, Lucy. So who oh, should Hilda Ogden the, the cat go to and why? Uh, I'm not going to say who deserves Hilda Ogden because <laughs> that's kind of, yeah. Um, but anyway, so yes, that is the question. So uh, answers on an email, please, uh, through the Patreon message board, thingamibobby. Um, and uh, you can be in it to win a it. skincare package. Lovely. Yes. And Steve, I'm sure you could benefit from a bit of retinol Steve, skin renewal every, as well. Uh, retinol is absolutely miracle working. It is. It's the key ingredient. So, it's the hero ingredient. It's the hero. It. It's the hero. <laughs> Steve. Put it on your face. Not too yeah. much. Start small. Start yes, small. Yes, yes, Um Should we do a before and after for Steve? Take a photo now, Steve. And then uh, seven <laughs> weeks into your um, seventh heaven skincare routine. That, is, that assumes that he's going to win. He might not win. Um, <laughs> okay, and that's it, I think. Okay. We, we have exhausted the Thanks. enjoyment potential have, of And this. I have to run, run away anyway. So okay. that's perfect timing, Lucy. So uh, this week... Um, is a tribute this week's music is a tribute uh from matt to uh a composer called laurie johnson who do you remember all that you know when you're watching a 70s drama show and you know it's a 70s drama show or you know it's a, a, a bond film from the 70s because it's got or an adventure film because it's got that kind of really austin powersy soundtrack oh yeah yeah and that means that it was usually composed by laurie johnson oh and he oh, also composed the uh, Avengers theme tune, uh, the new Avengers. Uh, so Matt has rearranged the Avengers into uh, the Archers. Amazing. So we will play out with that. You run away and do what you need to do. I'll run away. I will go and check on my friend and make sure she hasn't stopped. Oh, to we death. didn't hear Anne. No, oh. I know. She's oh, drinking. Well, her give tea her my in love. Room, I think I will. Give her my love. I will. Um, oh, thanks, Lucy. Thanks for having us. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Yes. And. Um, Please uh, 
share, rate, subscribe. Yes. Five star. Us, not the archers. We don't care about them. <laughs> Us. <laughs> We do care about them, you see. Yes, we do. We, we do, do care very, very much. Very much. Very much. Okay, ready? Okay, yeah, can't Bye. wait. Bye. powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.